Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I'm the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing, inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Right, this is a full circle moment for me because when I first started my first business in 2017 and I launched my podcast, Persia was my first podcast guest. And now it's 2020. I've got a completely different business. I've rebranded. Everything's changed. I know so much has changed for her too. And along that, so much has happened on our personal lives. And I think it's so powerful that we're having another conversation because so many people, and you know what this podcast is about by now, feel like they can't change their mind. They can't change their ideas. They can't do new things. They can't learn and move forward and evolve because it's not what people will want or people won't carry on following them, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's really important that you also see that the conversation that we will have now is going to be very different to three years ago and that's okay. And I know that Persia's got so much to share with you about lessons in her life, struggles, challenges, speed bumps along the way and how you can continue to move forward through that and be bold in your business. So before we dive into all of that, I just want to give you the chance to introduce yourself and say hello. Well, firstly, <clears throat> thank you so much for having me back. This is, I love, like, I love that this is, I know this is going to be a really different conversation to what we had before because we've both evolved. I love that you said that. And so I'm Persia Lawson. I'm an author, speaker, and love coach. And I, in a nutshell, I help single women get the best relationships of their life best relationship of their life. Um, And that always starts with your relationship with yourself. And that doesn't matter. Like anything that we want to get in life, I have learned it all starts with what's going on, what's going on with your relationship with you. Because we're always our biggest biggest enemy. We're always our biggest roadblock. And so, you know, talking about business, I've certainly discovered that as well. I love that. And I just think, Everybody that will have met you from the last podcast we did and connected with you and everybody on my platform knows that I'm a really big advocate for just sharing the struggles as well as sharing the amazing things. And I think that there's just not enough. There is not enough people saying, I've got it wrong, but I'm still alive. You know, like this happened to me. This person made a complaint. I had this DM or whatever it might be. I lost money. An event didn't work out. I had an idea and no one bought it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. There's not enough people unveiling that. And I really, really want that to be something that we start talking about. So I know that so much is going to be unpacked in this, in this chat, but the first thing I want to do is ask you when you started being in the online space and you started putting yourself out there and just sharing your message, of course, there is so, there's so much that you didn't know. And when you start out, you're like, I'm just, you know, naively going to put myself out there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I know that so many people are going to listen and they're in that space. You know, I want to get myself out there. How did you navigate around starting out and wanting to share a message, but being brand new? So I think I have to rewind quite a little bit to kind of um, contextualize this, to answer that question. So 
I used to be an actress um, and I did tutoring on the side um, to get some money in when I when there was bugger all acting work happening. And then it was actually in 2012 after both my fr- my friend from drama school and myself, we went through really like breakups at the same time. We had got into self-help and wellness and we decided to set up this positive lifestyle brand, Addictive Daughters. So we did it together. And I have to say, this was before people were talking about anxiety. People were doing yoga, but people were not talking about the stuff. So when we put our stuff out there, which was mainly about being a mess in relationships, no one was talking about that then. So it was really scary, but it did help having her beside me. Um, and I, you know, my personality has been helpful and detrimental in probably equal measures, to be honest. But in terms of getting put myself out there, I was an actress, so I was kind of used to doing that. I've always been a risk taker. And sometimes my risk taking has definitely got me into a lot of trouble. Like I have throughout my career in on the online in the online space, I've definitely sometimes put stuff out there, maybe a little bit too hastily, but I still believe I'm like, get it out there and then course correct as you go because otherwise you know I'm also a perfectionist so it would be really easy for me to sit and obsess and you know hold back but you never know like I love Marie Folio's quote that is clarity comes from engagement not thought like it really has been true in my experience what was interesting for me and my journey with all of this is we did Addictive Daughter for four years. In 2016, we had our book come out with a major publisher. We had so much press that all just seemed to happen and come for free. And, you know, it was basically, in, in being really brutally honest, it was like all of that sort of success that I'd longed for in acting, which just didn't really happen. I had bits and pieces, but not, you know, nothing special. Um, and then, you know, suddenly the inner fix came out. It was something I, you know, I was so proud of the book. Both of us were. We loved it. We had TV companies you know, we had six TV companies wanting to make TV shows with us. Um, and we actually signed with one of them. And then something really difficult happened. And this goes to the struggle, you know, that, you know, people don't necessarily see or didn't know the whole, might not know the whole story. But my business partner and I, you know, we had this big photo shoot. And then we had this big meeting with um, the the TV producers. And we had this, like, we just, we knew we were, that was, we weren't supposed to do it. And we were supposed to go our separate ways um and that was the really painful truth to realize because you know she she was the one brave enough to say it and I knew she was right but it was you know it brought up a lot of my abandonment rejection and it was also like you know our agents like what the hell are you doing like you're at the peak of your success why the hell would you walk away from it and we basically had to say because we need to practice what we preach in that book and I always remember Rebecca Campbell who wrote Light is the New Black she she has a quote that stuck with me and she said, you know, um, always trust your gut, especially when it doesn't make sense. And that was one of those like, you know, fork in the road moments of, are we going to go with what looks good on the outside, but our gut has told us, like, it's like being in a relationship, you know, when you have that moment, it goes time to walk away and you're like, I don't want to hear that. That's not convenient. You know, it's going to bite you in the ass later. So it's like, how much suffering do you want to put yourself through? And so I was in this place of having had a lot of success in a short amount of time in 2016, having to go back to the drawing board and start from the beginning. And I knew straight away what it was going to be, which was really helpful because in that time, it'd been a year since I met my now fiance, Joe, get emotional. So I knew, you know, we were made with addictive daughter, you know, 80% of the time we were talking about relationships, but we talked about a lot of other stuff. And I knew because I'd come so far in my romantic life, I want to focus on relationships. And, you know, in all honesty, what was a the biggest struggle for me was having to be humbled and go back to the drawing board and everyone going, what happened with you and addictive daughter? Like I thought you were doing this big fancy TV show and blah, blah, blah. And you were in all this press and suddenly I had to completely, I wasn't, I wasn't starting from zero because I already had had a lot of experience, but I I had to completely go, you know, rebrand and like, you know, and, and also going through the healing and, and, you know, it was, it was a business partnership. It was, it's like being in a marriage. So, having to go through the breakup of that was really painful. Um, and I just knew I had to keep going. And I really trusted in the vision that I had for the for, for my love coaching business, the message I had to put out there. You know, I, it, you ha- like at some point you just have to fucking take a risk. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You have to take a risk. But alongside that, you need to be doing all the inner work 
And I had all, you know, I have therapy. I go to 12 step meetings that are kind of relationship based. I have mentors. I have so many things that enabled me to do that inner work so that I could then go and put it, you know, outside. What I do see sometimes in the online space is you can see that people are essentially processing through their work, which I think I get to a degree and I certainly do, but I think if you don't have that behind the scenes stuff in place, then your work can be a bit all over the place and you're not necessarily, you're not coming at it with, with maturity and you're not, you're not in full alignment. Does that make sense? So I think it's really important. It's been so important for me that I'm always coming from an inside out and you know, our, our, our message of the inner fix is focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves. And that has been true in my romantic life. And it has definitely been true in business. Have you ever, what did you do when everyone was saying, what are you doing? Like, why would you do this? How did you, because even if you were to fast forward to now, there'll still be people, there will always be people that judge. There will always be people that don't get what we do place their opinions and especially if you're starting now that's really scary because you think I just want to put myself out there and it work I don't want to have all of the other things that come with it of course we'd like to choose the good and not take the bad but when you did go through that and people were like this is crazy what are you doing how did you manage that and not allow that to influence you in a way that you thought maybe I am doing the wrong thing maybe I what if this isn't the right course to take you know when you question yourself based on other people's opinions how did you stop that from happening I asked myself a very simple question and it was this do you want to live a life of freedom where you follow your gut and your heart and you trust in the process or do you want to be a slave to other people's judgments and opinions and again true in every single area of life like most of uh women I speak to, we're we're all people pleasers. I Mm. certainly have struggled with that. And it's fucking debilitating. It's exhausting. I I have to say the life I live today, like I know I'm where I'm meant to be. And I knew that back then that this is this is the path, but it's it's going to be the scarier, harder one in the short term. And so when people ask me that, I would just, like, you know, one of the most useful things I, I've, um, I've started to implement, because I've always struggled with feeling I have to over-explain everything, def- I can be very defensive, like, that's kind of my programming. And a brilliant woman um, I've worked with, she's a, a shaman and an acupuncturist, I mean, she's all sorts of things, her name's Wendy Mandy. She told me this thing years ago that has fucking changed my life. She says, just be graciously vague with people, graciously vague you don't have you don't have to justify or tell them like firstly you don't have time to do that with everyone because otherwise you literally it's just exhausting and you feel like you you know you might as well just you know write an email and send it to everyone but we, of course we don't want to do that so she just said you know be graciously vague I'm, I'm doing my own thing I'm just trusting in the process I'm going with it I'm seeing things how things go like I've really had to hold back from and again it's the same with relationships like I think sometimes we, we, we feel like we've got to get permission from everyone else. And so that's why we tell them everything. You only want to have one or two very trusted people you do that with. And those people will never tell you what to do, but they might ask questions and they will always support you. And, you know, that's the thing. I'm like, stop putting it to this, you know, imaginary jury, take ownership and responsibility for my own choices and just be vague, but polite to people when they ask because I like at the end of the day, you cannot have a fulfilling, enjoyable life if, if, if your decisions are always based on what you think people are going to, how you think people are going to respond or how you think the world's going to respond. Like you will never be happy, but like, you just will never be happy. So you've just got to make that choice from within yourself. Mm, that's so true. And do you know what I loved what you said there that even though you know that you're on the right path, it doesn't make the short term easy. And although it might be harder now, you'd still rather be doing this than you would doing something else that isn't going to lead you where you want to go. And I want people to actually just soak in that message because I definitely think, especially, you know, because it's only been three years since I started my business. And obviously I was still teaching full time at the beginning. So it was really difficult, but I've definitely seen a shift in the messages from 
the online space in terms of, you know, live your dream life. You can create your dream life. Everything's going to be amazing. You can travel and work from anywhere. And all of these things are available to us. However, the journey to get to, to that place is often harder than we actually like to explain and harder than we like to highlight. Um, and I definitely think that that's so important for people to hear you say, although you have such conviction about the journey that you're on, you're also happy to resonate and accept the fact that that doesn't mean that right now it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you were to think about, you know, really think on that from where you were with the inner fix and where you were with having to basically divorce that, that life and recreate, what have been some of the hardest lessons that you've learned going alone, doing this on your own and starting out? I think the first one that came to mind was, was actually money, funny enough. Um, that, like my business partner and author, co-author of The Inner Fix, Joey, we both were actresses. So we, we, you know, to be honest, we had a bit of a poverty, I don't want to speak for her, but a bit of a poverty mindset because that's what we were used to in our acting life. And so I, it took me a long time to get around to doing all the work around mindset and money that you have to do if you want to start a business um kind of to be honest if you want to ever feel free in your financial life you have got it doesn't matter if you're starting your own business or not like money money mindset money work um taking responsibility finances all of that stuff I was never taught any of that didn't even know that that was a thing I just kind of wanted to get a big job and someone just you know dump a hundred grand into my bank account um, but like I say with, with, um, with romantic life stuff, it's like, no one's going to do it for you. Grow the fuck up, take responsibility. Like if you want to get an amazing relationship, guess what? You're going to have to put some work in. We all know that when it comes to having an amazing body, you're going to have to get your ass in the gym and you're going to have to start eating right. When it comes to money and it comes to our romantic lives, we kind of just, it's not talked about in that way. So we just kind of expect it to happen for us. And we just, you know, I was like an actress, like I want to just be discovered basically just make it easy for me is what I wanted and I I had to do a lot of work and I like a kind of beginning of 2014 it was actually after the end of a relationship did a lot of work on my financial life and money mindset stuff and then I started earning really well um I was kind of coaching mentoring tutoring a um a girl and I you know so it was linked to my work but it wasn't fully my work and then it came, actually, thank God, when Addictive Daughter, when we went our separate ways, um, and really only in the last year, I, I realized to take the business to the next stage, I have to look at this stuff because I was always like, oh, business, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Like, I, I, I like just, you know, speaking and writing and, you know, coaching. I don't want to look at all of that stuff. And I think this is something that doesn't get looked at enough because, you know, again, I'm, I'm sort of the creative person. I'm not, I'm not the business-minded person, but I've realized, well, you have to fucking learn to be. It's as simple as that. Like, you have to learn to be. Um, and that's been a hard journey, but my God, has it been fulfilling. Like, my business has changed as a result of doing that inner work, once again, coming back to that inner work. Um, for me, you know, other, I, I never found it hard going out there and talking about stuff because I had that actress background. Like, I'm very confident on a stage, and I was you know, rebranding myself, that, that was all okay. But it was, it was like, right, I've got to now, how do I make this a fully functioning business? Like that was really scary for me to the point where when I, I set up, I created um, a digital program and it, we launched the first time around in God, nearly two years ago in um, April, 2018. I was, I've been traveling with my then boyfriend. He was my boyfriend and Joe, um, and, you know, so trying to create that whilst traveling the world was, you know, in Asia was really hard. I was at times I was in the fetal position because I was so outside my comfort zone with technology and with the, like how expensive it was. And I think this doesn't get talked about enough. Anyone starting their new business, like you will save yourself so much time if you get a good coach or, you know, do get the best you can afford. For me, it started with online coaching um, because I couldn't afford one-to-one. And then over time, you know, I spent, I invested more and it's brought the biggest return because you don't have to figure it all out on your own. Yeah. You know, I'm a coach with my romantic life and I'm like, you can work with me and yeah, you're going to spend some money, but you are going to save yourself years trying to figure it out. And I think that's true of any, any results you want to create in your life, like invest in it, invest in yourself because it's so worth it. 
I could not agree with you more. Like, I think that's so important. And definitely for my own, like, sanity, if I'd have tried to do this all on my own, I would still be lost because how are you supposed to know everything? Like, from going from being an actress and for me being a teacher, you are not, that is not something you ever need to think about. So how on earth are you going to come into the online space and think you know everything? So I think that's really important. Um, Something that I have asked a few of the guests, um, because they're kind of similar to where we are in terms of it's you, like you are the business really. Um, And it's your personal brand, your business, your message, you're on the videos, you're the one that people are seeing. and, And what you're dealing with is very personal to people, relationships, love, connection, self worth, you know, this is real personal stuff. Yeah. How do you deal with, because I know so, so many people will be listening thinking, yes, this is what I need. When you are that type of coach, that type of influencer, that type of role model, and it is very much you and you're the face and you're the front of this message. Of course, then when people don't agree with what you're doing or want a refund or send you a complaint or have a nasty DM or whatever it might be to to each individual, not taking that personally or allowing that to then consume you and want you to stop show up, um, Mm -hmm. stop showing up, sorry. How do you manage that side of it being personal? Mm -hmm. So I've got two experiences that might be useful to kind of as case studies to answer that question. So my digital program, Get Your Soulmate, we are very, very, very generous with giving a 30-day 100% money-back guarantee. We don't ask for any homework or anything like that. It's very much based on goodwill um, because I, I know, listen, I know that this, the, this program is pretty much the best thing I've ever seen out there in terms of like the results it's got. If you, if you, especially if you are single and you want a relationship, like if you are a woman who's single and want a relationship, it is so in-depth. And I know... That. And, and it, at the beginning, it was quite hard when when um, some people did, you know, look, some people may have gone in and said, oh, this isn't right for me. I guarantee you 98% of the people who asked for that were, were kind of abusing the 30-day refund policy. And, I, you know, I ultimately I wanted to give that so people would feel safe. Like, and I don't regret that decision. Um, but it, yeah, at the beginning, I, I would take it personally. And because we said no questions asked, people would, you know, a few people would definitely just be like, hi, I want my my refund. And they would do it right 30 days. And that, I just realized, listen, you can't please all the people all the time. People will have their own reasons for doing it. And and hands up, I can say, and I even say this now when I do webinars, what talking about the program. I remember when I was really skin and I would, I, I did that a couple of times where I, you know, I wasn't in integrity. I bought something and I didn't, um, I then got a refund within the period because you know technically you're allowed to do that guess what didn't get any results from that whatsoever so so that's how I deal with it is in you know it hasn't really cost me and it's cost me whatever in Facebook ads it hasn't really cost me anything a little bit of time for my you know team to sort the admin um but I just think unlucky you because you're not going to get results if that is your mentality because you're not committed to it mm-hmm. so karma's going to do her thing that that really helped me of like it's not a personal thing Persia it's not about you it is everything about where they are in the way that when I did that it wasn't because what what I purchased wasn't good it was because I was in such a lack money scarcity mindset which is why we all need to do that work as I said earlier yeah. the other thing is you know only was it last week or the week before I um cooked a roast lamb I'm not vegan. I would say I'm actually probably about 80% vegan. Um, that's, that's where I'm at now. And I'm certainly become make, you know, making more and more sustainable, um, choices. I, now this has nothing to do with even love coaching, but I, I was really proud of myself cooking. So I used to be a shit cook and I'm really working on it. And so I was proud. I actually felt more vulnerable about this than someone slagging me off, like with my love coaching stuff. Cause I know I'm like, no, I know how good that is. And I know I've got so much evidence of how much it's transformed people's lives. I've got it written. I've got it on videos. I've got, I've got clients who are now engaged. So whatever you say, I'm like, I just, it's like water for ducks back. But when it's a personal thing, I got, I had someone write a very patronizing message to me. And I, what's a shame is I thought what you're saying, like, is, is I, I agree with, but the way that you've approached me and shamed me about it and, and now sending me videos of like rats be, or like animals being like tortured, all that does for someone is just makes you go like, I sent a very 
like one liner back that was respectful and but I, I thought I'm not defending myself to you and I'm not justifying myself to you because it like you've got to look at firstly who is the person saying it and what is their you know how do they approach it with you if someone is respectful to me or asks me a question and you know doesn't come in and judge me I'm actually willing to have a conversation um so that's you know that's one thing and I, I also think that's something we need to think about when we want to go and criticize someone else is just think about how you are, um, how you are, what your energy is and how you're kind of conveying that message across. So I honestly, I think another thing is just got to have a thick skin. Like it gets easier. It get. I, I haven't had, I'm sure people have slagged me off behind my back. I really don't give a shit. Like if I don't know it, I don't know it. But you know, the, I have had a few here and there. Um, and it gets easier over time. I know it was easier for me because I was an actress. And so, you know, that sort of criticism, I get it. Um, but you, the more, the more you just decide to say to yourself, it's not about them. It's about me, you know, and I'm not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. And it's okay. And it's, and I think, I almost think that the more, um, you make a big, deal of it you actually attract more of that sort of feedback I think because I'm generally I've trained myself to just I get I have that trigger moment and then I go don't bother like when that person gave me that all that stuff for not being vegan I I really wanted to like write back like you know when you get activated and you get charged and then I just thought why because to be honest, that's exactly what they're looking for they are trying to get a rise out of me literally thank you god bless goodbye that's like you know you don't have to engage in it if someone is being rude to you don't engage in it it's just not worth it do you think you've had to I've also I love I love asking that question because every person I've spoken to has had a situation with someone else in the world whether it is a refund whether it's cancellation whether it's someone saying it's not worth the money whether someone's saying they're too expensive whether it's someone saying I want my money back because I haven't got my results someone blaming their coach for not creating what they should have got all of these things have come up from all of the interviews yeah the reason I'm sharing that and I'm so glad that I'm asking the question to invite that conversation in is because People listening to this need to understand that in order to create a successful business, you are going to have people that are in conflict with your message, you know, and like you said, you're not for everyone, but it's also important to recognize that it's not personal. Every single person I've spoken to has said, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about where they're at. It's about their journey. It's about what they need. Like every single person has said, I'm still doing my business. I've still carried on. I'm still going to move forward. And I think that the key thing for me from that is I, I just find it refreshing when I hear someone else having had an experience that isn't all, you know, song and dance, because I think definitely in this space, that can be something that holds people off. If they do have a negative experience, I think it's just me. I'm the only person that's ever had someone complain or et cetera, et cetera. Did you have to work really hard on your boundaries? Like I definitely, this is something that I've had to work on because obviously we're both on social media and, you know, quite visible. It's a lot of our face and things like that. People instantly feel like they do have more, uh, opportunity to get to you, you know, like message you whenever they want DMs and things like that. Have you, as you've evolved, had to create boundaries and not be a people pleaser yeah. and fly all the time and things like that? And what, how did you get to that point? Okay. I love this question. Absolutely. People, and, and listen, I'm sure it's all coming from a well-meaning place, but I cannot tell every day I get, you know, five people telling me a, a very in-depth what's going on with their boyfriend or what, whatever. And I, to be honest, I have a stock response that I adapt to each person. Um, I, I don't give advice over social media. Here are, here are some ways, you know, here's my free Facebook group where you'll get a load of content. Here's my free ebook. Here's, you know, here's this, this, and this. If you're interested in working, wanting my advice and one-on-one support, here's where you can look for coaching. Because no, I, I, if I, if I responded to everyone's, but like that, that is literally, and, and I honestly, I've had a few people being pissed off and I don't give a shit because I'm like, I would never ask, say that you worked in a shop. I would never say, right, you've got to come and work in this shop for free. You're not going to get anything. Like, like when you think of it like that, but I have to, I have to respect and honor my work and, and also my entire life. Like I, I don't have time 
to be serving everyone who asks for free. And no one should do that. I am there for, for on a one-on-one level for my clients who have invested, who've made that commitment. And actually, there's so many other resources that I have for free or at a, a lower cost for other people. The issue is people, like a lot of people, they just want a quick fix. They want it for free. They're entitled. They won't take responsibility. And those are not my people. I'm not interested in working with them. I, you know, use everything I have, take it all. But I don't want to work on one-on-one with people who do not realize that you need to grow up and you need to take responsibility. And this is where I can be quite a hard line. But this is about boundaries. And listen, whenever you set a boundary, people don't fucking like it. Yeah, they don't. You have to make your self-love and self-respect more important than whether someone is going to like your boundary. I have yet to um, meet someone who was overjoyed and jumped, you know, jumped for joy when I put a boundary down with them. And listen, when people put it down with me, I don't love it but I respect it and I respect them a hell of a lot more. And I would not be the coach I am if I sit here telling you all about how to put uh, boundaries down in relationships and I don't implement that in my work life. So the last six months, as we are doing, you know, getting more and more successful with the business, I've had to be really, like really step it up. And actually with friends too, old friends I've had forever um, we've, we've got our own dynamic going, so that's fine. The hard thing for me has been more with friends I've maybe met in the wellness space along the way with work or relatively new friends. And sometimes, and again, this is not them doing anything wrong, but sometimes I feel it's very hard because I talk, you know, it's very natural for girlfriends to talk about relationships anyway, but yeah. there's sometimes where I feel this feels like you're basically picking my brains for free and I don't feel respected. And I know that that's not your intention. I understand how eat, like I've certainly done that to friends who are coaches, but you know, one of my best friends, Mel Wells, she is a, you know, she works with women in their relationship with food. And I, I just wouldn't, I don't feel right sitting there and just sort of grilling her to give me everything because it just, it just feels a bit icky to me. Like if I wanted to do that, I would say, babe, can I maybe, I, you know, whether it's a value exchange of can I take you for dinner and I want to talk about it because, you know, we're good friends or, or yeah, just yeah. something, you know, I, I, I feel that, we, that you're doing it rather than... Exactly, yeah. And put some sort of boundary down around yeah. it. Um, and she may well say, oh, baby, you don't have to do that. Or she might not. Like, who can... Or she might say, that's really kind. Thank you. Of course. Like, I'd love that. Um, but I think we, we have to think about with our interaction with people online and especially if they're new friends and in our work thing of like what's appropriate what's appropriate question and I really appreciate it when kind of new friends or or clients you know I've had clients come back who finished working with me and you know six months later like oh I've got a situation with a guy can um can we have a quick chat about it and I and that's another hard one because I was really close and when when we were working together they were um you know, they could contact me whenever and we could do that. But that's not the agreement now. So I've ha- that's been another hard thing of having to say, I love you. I'm so glad, you know, sounds things that, you know, things are going well. I have to be honest, I'm not able to do that with old clients. Um, and I'm not able to have um, one-off sessions because that, that's not how I work. If you're interested in, I've got a Soulmate Make Accelerator program, um, here's the information. And I give them a link. Um, and again, some people react really well and say, thank you so much. I've learned so much about how you're putting boundaries down. Some people haven't replied, which kind of says everything. Um, but that's, you know, do you, do you think people like Gabrielle Bernstein and Marie Folio, who obviously are top of their game in, in, in our industry, they can't reply to everyone. And if you don't start practicing this, like you and me, I think we're around about the same, more or less, Instagram followers. Like, you've got to learn this shit when you're small, because otherwise you're going to run yourself into the ground. Like, like you have to start implementing, even like when you've got a few hundred, like you've got to decide what are my boundaries right now? Because they always can adapt and like change over time. That's so true. And someone said to me once, you have to show up for the successful business that you desire, not the business you currently have. Yes. So if you're at the beginning, it doesn't mean you take on every client. You say yes to everyone. You reply to everyone. You have to be showing up in the way that you want your business to be run. Mm-hmm. Did you find that hard though at the beginning? To, yeah. to put these in place? Yeah, because oh. I, I still struggle with that now. Like obviously as a, you know, recovering people pleaser and similar situation, you know, the anxiety and the, the overwhelm and worrying about all of that. Um, I still find that hard to do now. Yeah, I, I do it with, with much more ease, but there are still the odd comments that come back and I think, oh, I feel guilty. Yeah. 
Um, how do you manage that? Um, reminding myself this is this is their shit, not mine. Like what I'm like, you have to remind yourself this is totally reasonable. Again, would you expect an accountant to do all your tax shit for you for free? No, you fucking wouldn't. But but because of what we do, what you know, we've got big hearts and we want to help people, and it's very overt. That's why, and you know, we've got to understand. I do understand why people feel like they people who I've never met feel like they know me. Um, <coughs> I can understand why they feel that familiarity makes them feel they can ask that. So I always try and be respectful. Always send a loving, respectful message back. But sometimes it still gets their back up because they're not getting their way. And then I just remind myself, that's their shit, not mine. They're not someone who is willing to take responsibility. They're not willing to invest in themselves. They're not willing to commit. Even when I've given them all of these free resources, like a majority of people go, oh my God, that's so kind of you. Thank you for creating all this stuff for free. You know, that, you know, right now I'm, I don't have my, the money, but I'm, you know, one, I, I had someone say, I'm saving up for you. I'm going to spend the, the next year saving up so I can work with you. And, you know, she's, she's a student. So it's going to take her a while. But I was like, I said to her, like, how fucking amazing because you are really taking responsibility. And I, and I just want to say thank you that I feel really honored and respected um, that, you know, that you value me that much. But I think that, I think that you can own, people can only value you as much as you value yourself. People will only value your, your boundaries and your time um, and also value you in terms of actually putting money down to work with you at the level you value yourself. And that sometimes means saying no. Like I've turned down working with clients who I can just tell you're not in the right place and you're not all in. And I'm, I'm so serious about getting my clients results. And so I, you know, I have quite a rigorous, um, I can call it a compatibility call to see if they're the right fit or not, because I don't want to work with people one-on-one who are one in one foot in one foot out because we work together over 16 weeks. It's very intimate and I know, I know, I'm very good now at knowing, okay, this is someone who's going to get good results. And this is someone who's going to complain along the way and not do the work. Why would I work with them? Like, they're not ready. Hopefully one day they will. So, um, yeah, I still, I find it, I still struggle a bit, but it's getting easier. Like, I'm, I'm actually finding it more challenging in my personal life than I am in my business life. Mm. Uh, so that's what I'm really, like, I'm practicing sort of moving the boundaries across to my personal life now too interesting okay the other thing that I always want people to have is the hindsight that they don't have yet so what I mean by that is it's very easy to look at hindsight and think oh yeah like now I know what to do but for someone listening I almost want to feel like we can give them a slice of that before they get there so they don't have to have this idea of making mistakes that they could avoid making and yeah. focusing on making progress mm-hmm. and really focusing on taking responsibility for the, the positive things they can do. Yeah. If you were to do this all again and you were to put yourself out there, go in the online space, serve people, be a very personable coach, put, be visible, everything that you've done that so many people fear, is there any advice that you wish you had at the beginning and is there any advice that you would give someone now at the beginning knowing that you're not okay so I've, I've said this already but it needs hammering home because it, it will save you so much stress and time and everything get a coach like if if right now all you can afford is an online coach like you know someone Marie Folio's b-school is brilliant um so you don't get you know it's very extensive there are that it's got a great community you don't get that one-on-one time in the same way you do that. Like I, I always say a one-on-one coach is the best because you've got that accountability there. Like I've certainly bought online courses and not finished them. Um, where So that's why I always say, if you work with me one-to-one, the results that you get compared to how you, you know, if you do the, the program digitally, it's inevitable that, that the success rate is going to be higher. Now I do have many uh, women who've just done the digital version of the program and done really well, but those people are already you know, very good at, you know, and so if you don't have that, if you're, if you are honest with yourself and you know, I know I'm the sort of person that procrastinates and kind of lets things slide and sort of get yourself a one-to-one coach, ASAP and look, you know, look around and speak to a few people and see like, who's a right fit for me? Do they have, this is the the key. Do they have the business, the kind of business I want to have? Have they got the results? This is what I say as well in like relationship coaching. I'm like, do you know how you know if I'm the right coach for you? You've seen enough about my relationship with Joe. Is that the sort of relationship you want? 
do you want a relationship? Do you want a relationship that's similar like that? If so, I'm your woman. Like, if you want to learn how to be really happy single, like, I can, I can, of course, I can help you with that as well. But there's also a lot of coaches who that's, that's all they teach. Mm. Um, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm in honesty, like very skeptical about coaches who coach things, but they don't actually have that results in their own life. Like it, for me, I just think it doesn't make sense. So that's the most important thing. Look at the coaches, um, you know, own story and results, and then look at their clients' results. And then you'll kind of get a good gauge. That's the biggest, biggest, biggest thing. Um, I would also say shit takes so much longer than you think it will. And if you can just make peace with that, you know, I, I'm a very ambitious person and I, you know, I've wanted, I've, I've had a new book in the works for quite a long time and it's coming up to four years since the Innerfix came out and I can feel right. It's starting now to really be ready. Um, like I can feel that the world is ready for this book and I can feel this book. I, I can't, it's very intuitive. I can feel it's, you know, needing to be birthed soon. And so I can feel stuff starting to shift and come about, but it's taken, I wanted the book. I wanted this like three years ago, but I wasn't ready. The business wasn't ready. And, you know, you know, and, it, and I say the same with people getting relationships and like, it always takes longer. It took me four and a half years from the moment I started working on myself to the moment I met Joe. And my God, did I need it? And that's the big thing with hindsight is only then you look back and you, that whole Steve Jobs thing about connecting the dots, you can only connect them looking back. You realize if, you know, I say if I'd met Joe one second before I met him, it would have been a disaster. And it's, you know, I know that that will be, I'm kind of talking to myself about, I'll get that book deal. I know I will at some point. Let go of obsessing about it because that's coming from my ego. Let, you know, and it's the same with, you know, hitting a certain, goal financially like you can have these goals but at the same time it takes you as long as it's going to take you um mm. but you you know have have that support in place but don't beat yourself up if you don't get there in a fucking month like, <laughs> it, time. like we need to release the outcome and, and invest in the process and the journey you know it's such a cliche but it's true I love that oh my god I literally love I could speak to you all day I love listening to you um but I think to be honest with you the thing that I want most for anyone that connects with this and listens to our conversation is to just, anything is possible if you do give yourself time, you know, if you give yourself time, you are so right. And it's something that I am so passionate about now, which is why the, the model that I've got now is I run a 12 month like mentorship because the businesses that people will see that you and I have now have not taken a month, six weeks, you know, that's not how it works. And when people are working with you, they will have had to have done things before and they'll have to do things after. It's a journey and a process. You don't get a magic potion, but that isn't a reason not to start. Yeah. And even though you know that it's going to take time, you'd still rather be doing that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And like, fucking enjoy it like why are we all in this rush like why are we in the rush take the time smell the roses I always say and you know I I feel like we live our life just wishing for the next thing next thing and I love Abraham Hicks says this and I think it's the most powerful thing ever it's like be grateful for where you are today be in a state of appreciation for what is in your life everything and eager for more eager for more so there's another um a quote by a woman called Peter Kelly who wrote Kelly who wrote how does it get any better than this is such a brilliant statement because what that's saying is this is great but I'm open to more so I say that every day how does it get any better than this so when you find that sweet spot like we always because you know as Tony Robbins says humans are happiest when we're making progress if we get stagnant and stuck we get bored and that's not good for us. But, you, you know, at the same time, if you're just wishing for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, you're never present and you can never enjoy what you've already created. So it's a balance. You know, I found this year, I've, I've got my mine and me and Joe are getting married. We've got a whole weekend festival. Like what's so great is like that, you know, it kind of is my work. I'm having to treat it like a work, like a work job almost because it's such a huge job. But I'm like, I get to do this once in my life, this festival wedding weekend. There's a lot of stuff that I can, great, thank you, use for my business afterwards, which is really helpful. But like, I want to be present and enjoy the process, which means I, I can't be launching loads of new stuff this year. 
because it like there's only so much you can do new stuff I can do the stuff that I'm already familiar with and it's sort of you know we can freshen it up a bit but doing something entirely new when I'm doing this wedding I'm not going to be able to I'm going to have a breakdown like why put myself through that Mm. so I'm all about do less do it slower and do it better oh my god that's my mantra for this year really it's on my vision board Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's the big, that's the big thing in my vision board. Do less and do it better, yeah. Yeah. I did. I was doing so far too much. When I look back now, I mean, I wouldn't change it, but now I think I don't want to work that hard. I don't want to be doing that much. I don't want to be working just as hard as I was. Well, that's it. And like, we are being entrepreneurs and having our own business so that we like, and I've certainly felt it. Uh, and actually, I'm so glad I'm saying this to you because I'm going to remind myself this today because I've got a shitload of admin. And as usual, like, I, I was supposed to have had 12 things done already and they haven't got done, but I, but I haven't stopped. So you're like, what the fuck? And I just, what, if I'm sitting there beating myself up like a boss used to, then what the fuck is the point? Like I'm being a, tyr- a like, tyr- a, what's the word? I'm being tyrannical to myself, like a tyrannical boss. What is the point? Take the pressure off. I always say that like, everything that needs to get done will get done. And I try now, and so this has kind of gone in a digression, but like, I just say, look, what is the one thing that if I have done today, I'll feel really fucking proud and I can call it a successful day. So it's stopping you from totally procrastinating and being lazy. But if you have that, like, what is the one thing that I, like, work-wise, that I really need to get done? And that might be a big thing and it might be a small thing. And then do that one first. (laughs) Sorry, we've gone into a bit of productivity, but, like, I think with your own business, I, I think that doesn't get talked about enough, like, overwhelm and, like, just how much there is to do it, it becomes like really stressful and so we, we we decide like how much stress to put on ourselves so take yeah I love that and I just yeah I just want to say thank you it's been I can't believe it when you think about it from where we were three years ago but I this is what I want people to hear I want people to just hear the honesty behind people that have businesses that on the front end look amazing, but on the back end take a lot of work, take a lot of self-development, take a lot of patience, take a lot of compassion, take a lot of lessons along the way. And I'm just really grateful that you're part of that movement. And I'm really glad that we spent this time together. Um, And I'm super grateful that people get to hear how even in relationships, everything we do in business is something we can learn from for our own relationships, our own lives. Like it's all intertwined. And so I just want to say thank you for spending this time with us. Mm, It's an absolute pleasure. And can I just say, it feels like, it feels so nice to have someone actually be like, oh yeah, like from the outside, what you're doing looks, because it, it doesn't feel like it when it's you. You feel like every, because you can see all the, sh- the things that didn't work, all the messiness and the, so, so to have some, and, that, and that's why I want, I want everyone to, to hear that as well, is that people are looking at you going, oh my God, she's doing so amazingly. How can she do it? And you're thinking you're doing, like not doing shit. Like I know what I do is really valuable and amazing. I know the actual work, but it's more about like, you know, oh, the presentation or it's a bit sloppy or, you know, there's always things that you can pick up in your own work. And so just remember that most people, a lot of people are looking at you going, fucking hell, how does she do it? Like in, in, various elements of your life and you know it's the same for you Sam like I think what you're doing is amazingly and I can sit and go into comparison with I can compare myself with everyone you know and but where does that get you and people probably doing that like people there are people who are comparing themselves to you even though you don't know it so we need to stop just snap out of that and just be Mm -hmm. like look I'm doing me you're doing you it's all good let's just support each other love each other take the pressure off and enjoy the fucking ride because I'm like, you know, who knows what tomorrow brings. So many people have said that. And also just to really put that, solidify what you've said about the fact that no one knows the other side. We're recording this podcast. Persia's in her gym clothes. I haven't washed my hair. I've got no makeup on. Um, and we're still producing amazing content. And it's not about always what you see on the surface. So I think that's really, and to, to recognize what you've said, Persia, in the fact that from someone else saying that you've created success it's hard it is hard for us to listen to that and if you're at the beginning and you've got 200 followers or you've only done one Facebook live or you've only got three people that are on your mailing list Mm -hmm. 
From the outside, though, people are just looking at you taking action, aren't they? And they're looking at you being like, wow, at least she's doing it and she's putting herself out there. So only you know the numbers and the statistics and all of that. But people just want to see that you're out there doing your thing. And we only know, you know, we will know that today you've got all this stuff to do because you've shared it with us and you probably don't get half of it done. And then you'll just start again tomorrow. But no one else knows that. So it is important to recognize that people don't always see the amount that we do kind of beat ourselves up. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I've really loved this. It's been really, like, really refreshing for me to talk about this stuff. So thanks so much for inviting me on. You're welcome. And I'll put all of your links in the show notes as well. So people can go onto your Instagram and they can get links to your programs, where they can find you and the book. So I'll make sure they can stalk you. Thanks, babe. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, what an episode that was. And I'm so excited that you have been here, been empowered and been inspired by this amazing episode on the Be Bold in Business podcast. I have some bold invitations for you. It wouldn't be the Be Bold in Business podcast if you didn't have some ways that you can be bold in your business too. Number one, I would love to hear from you about how you found this podcast by screenshotting and tagging me and any guests you've heard in your stories on Instagram. Number two, I would be elated if you would create and write a five-star review on iTunes if this podcast has given you food for thought and some aha moments that you are going to take and put forward into your business. And number three, if you would like to be supported by myself as your coach and mentor, go deeper on your business journey, learn some amazing, invaluable lessons of how you can grow, scale, and succeed in your business through things to do with marketing, social media, selling, serving, clients, automation, systemizing, and everything else in between, the BMA is open for you to join. The Bold Moves Academy is a place where we are celebrating ambitious, determined, and inspired female entrepreneurs who are ready to be bold in their business, be seen, show up, and thrive. If you would like to come and join this epic community of women, then I would absolutely love to welcome you there. All of the links that you need to enroll yourself in the BMA are in the show notes below, and I cannot wait to welcome you back on another episode of the Be Bold in Business podcast and to see you being bold online, in your business and in the academy. Until next time, my bold, fabulous friend.